Welcome to the Grappling Discourse Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Scaff. Today, I want to talk about a positive mindset. So I've got some more mindset stuff to share with you guys today, but first, I'm actually in San Diego right now. I've been kicked out of 10th Planet Decatur for the next week while they film the PGF. I can't know any of the results of the matches, so Brandon wanted me out of there until next Thursday. So I had to go somewhere, so I decided to take a spontaneous trip to San Diego. I booked my flight Wednesday, flew out early Thursday morning. Last night I did a couple of training sessions at 10th Planet San Diego. I love San Diego. It's one of my favorite cities in the world. I've been here a couple of times and every time I come here I realize that you could just fall in love and decide to stay. I mean the people are super nice, the food's great, the weather is perfect, the, they've got amazing beaches, got so many things to do it honestly has all the best aspects of california in one place and they've got arguably the best jujitsu in the world in san diego a lot of the best teams in the world call san diego their home in my opinion the best no-gi team in the world is 10th planet san diego and 10th planet oceanside the freaks i mean man the amount of talent those guys have on their mats on any given day is just amazing i mean just tons of purple brown and black belts that compete at the highest level i mean at this point they've got multiple guys now that are ranked in the top 10 by flow grappling i mean geo martinez is the number one ranked grappler at 145 keith Krikorian's number six you've got pj barch who's top 15 at 170 You've got Boogeyman Martinez, who's beaten a who's who of uh, who's who of grapplers. Kyle Chambers is on the come up. He's been in multiple EBIs, and he's been on a tear recently. And they've got a bunch of other guys that I expect in the next couple of years to make their way to the top, um, you know, of the grappling world. And I think in the next five to ten years, they're going to have a bunch of dudes that have won world championships at all different belt levels. But the training, just amazing. And Boogie and Geo. Every time I see them, they treat me like family, and they just treat everybody like that. Whether you're one of their students or you're visiting from out of town, they just make you feel so welcomed and like you're part of their family. It really is just an awesome experience being around those guys. And those guys are world-class on the mat, but they are world-class off it. And every time I'm around them, I really just try and pick up something on how they treat people, how they treat their students, how they treat visitors. And I want to be more and more like them as an instructor. So can't say enough good things if you've never been to san diego you need to come out here for a trancation you need to make that pilgrimage at least one time during your journey it is worth it trust me but i want to talk about mindset today in particular how a positive mindset can infect your results and how a negative mindset can affect your results in a negative way and i've seen it over the years i've seen multiple people that had a negative mindset and they struggled to progress in brazilian jiu-jitsu and some of them even regressed and it was really cool because i was listening to a podcast of this personal trainer that i like to listen to and he was sharing a couple of stories Um, well first he was talking about the pillars of health and success and how if you want to progress in an athletic endeavor Um, just kind of the pillars and things you need to think about um, as you try and progress. And the fourth thing was mindset. And he said a lot of people in this industry, um, in in the fitness and athletic industry, they don't really like to talk about mindset. They think it's a little kind of hokey. They like to just stick more to the scientific things and uh, methods. 
Well, he was just talking about how important a positive mindset uh, can be and how a negative mindset, you know, can really stagnate your growth as well as cause regression. And he was sharing a couple of different stories. And one story was um, a, a group of researchers in, I believe it was uh, London, England. They took a group of track stars and over eight weeks, they told them that they were putting them through this, you know, new workout that was going to help them become faster at the 100-meter dash. They took a bunch of measurements before they started the eight weeks. They tested their vertical, their broad jump, their obviously their 100-meter time, and then they took blood work and they tracked or they tested their testosterone. Well, what they did is they broke up the group of athletes into two groups, okay? They did the exact same workouts over eight weeks. The only thing that they changed was once a week they ran the 100 meters, and one group had the 100 meters shortened each week by just, you know, maybe a yard each week. And so each week they thought they were getting a little bit faster. Well, the other group, they made the 100 meters a little bit longer, so they added a yard each week which made their times go slower. And so they thought that they were actually getting worse and that they were regressing at the 100 meters. And what they found at the end of this eight weeks was that the group that had, uh, you know, that thought that they were getting faster each week when they ran the 100 meters, well, their 100 meters uh, improved considerably. So they actually improved on the 100 meter, the actual 100 meter race. Well, the other group that thought that they were getting slower actually regressed. They got slower. Their 100-meter time um, was slower than when they started. The same thing happened on their vertical. The group that thought that they were improving, their vertical improved. Their broad jumped improved. The group that thought that they were regressing, their vertical went down and their broad jump went down. And now the craziest part is when they retested their blood work um, and they looked at their testosterone, the group that thought that, that they were improving and that had that positive mindset, they had those endorphins because they were improving at what they wanted to you know, get better at, they had a higher testosterone than when they started. And they had a much higher level of testosterone than the group that thought that they were getting worse. And the only thing that can explain this is your mind. The group that was telling themselves, you know, beating themselves up because that they were uh, they because they weren't improving over the eight weeks, um, they they had lower testosterone. They're actually their mindset caused their testosterone to lower, and that's just crazy. And in, to me, it really highlights the importance of making sure, okay, that you talk to yourself in a positive manner and that you're setting yourself up for success. And I'm going to give you guys a couple of strategies to make sure that you're getting the results that you want. So, you know, there is a little bit of tricking in this industry. There's a little bit of faking it till you make it, especially in your early years of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Those first couple of years, there is a lot of self-talk and a lot of confidence that you and positive things you have to say to yourself that you might not actually believe and that might not actually be true, but you'll grow into that. And it's really important you develop that skill. But this guy went on to talk about because he works with a lot of NBA athletes with a lot of like world class dunkers. He really focuses on training basketball athletes. You guys know, I'm not sure if you guys know, but I'm a huge basketball fan. That's how I found out about this guy. And anyways, he was talking about the world class dunkers he works with. He says, you know, he really works with a lot of guys that, you know, are the best dunkers in the world. But he also works with a lot of people that are trying to do their first dunk. That's like their life goal. And one big mistake guys make that 
are trying to learn how to dunk is they constantly train at the 10-foot rim. They constantly try and dunk on a regulation goal. He said that the world-class dunkers do a lot. They do more training sessions at 9 feet than they do 10 feet. They're constantly dunking at lower levels and to just to get that success, you know, because those guys, the world-class guys, they're constantly working on their 360 dunks, their windmills, they're between the legs. And so they perfect it at lower levels, you know, eight and a half, nine feet, nine and a half feet. And then they have their sessions at 10 feet, but they're constantly getting that positive reinforcement and that positive um, feedback, you know, that they can do this dunk at the lower level. And so then when they you know, go up to 10 feet, they're ready to do it and their body performs and they make magic happen. Where guys that, you know, constantly are trying to dunk at 10 feet, they're constantly doing their sessions at 10 feet. They're constantly getting stuffed by the rim. They're constantly missing their dunks, which makes them have a negative mindset. And he says it takes guys so much longer. He's found that when he takes guys that have struggled to dunk and he has them dunk for a couple of months at the nine foot and then work up to nine and a half and then go to 10, that the results are just remarkable compared to you know, the guys that just stick trying to dunk at 10 feet. And, you know, it just, it's crazy, crazy stuff. And I cannot tell you guys enough how much this has played and impacted my own Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu journey. I've always been lucky and someone that has constantly been a little bit more on the optimistic side. I've definitely been a guy that's glass is half full. And so I've always just believed things about myself that weren't exactly true at the time. I always believed in myself as a grappler, even if I shouldn't going into that match, you know, with a guy that was ranked much higher than me or that had much more experience. And I'm very happy that I was more that way. And I really try and get my students to do the same thing. I'd much rather have them be on that more confident side, maybe even trending towards cocky compared to people that were more, okay, on the less confident side, trending towards non-confidence. And one big thing, the biggest mistake that you're making right now for your confidence, I hear it almost every single week. Guys will come up to me, they're struggling with the move, and the first thing, you know, when I ask them, you know, well, why do you think you're struggling? It's because they always say that they can't hit it on the training partner, uh, on like their main training partner, or, you know, if they're a blue belt, they can't hit it on the other blue belts. And so they just feel like, it's they're wasting their time they'll never get good at that movement you are making the biggest mistake possible you have to start just like the dunking you know if you've never dunked a ball start at seven and a half and work your way up to 10 feet you need to start with brand new guys and be happy tell yourself like act like that guy that you hit is a black belt because in a way it's more important, right? So when I'm working on a new move, it's more important for me to get positive feedback and hit that movement on a white and blue belt than for me to hit one of my A game moves on a black belt. Like I already know I'm really good at something like an anaconda. So when I hit a brown or black belt with an anaconda, eh, you know, it doesn't really mean as much than if I hit a blue belt with a new move I'm working on. So I've been really working on this arm in um, this arm in rear naked choke. I've been I saw a couple of guys hit it in competition recently, and it just it looked really really cool. I'm a big back game player, so I wanted to add it to my game. Well, what I did was is I started with the white belts. I took that move to the white belts. I took their back, really forced it, 
and I saw some positives. I moved it up to the blue belts. I hit a couple of blue belts and I missed it on a couple of blue belts. So I kind of went back, regressed it a little bit, worked it on the smaller blue belts and worked it on some of the bigger white belts. And I've just, I keep, um, I keep experimenting like that. So if I need to regress a movement, like if I take a move, so like this, um, we're gonna arm and rear naked choke that I've been doing. Um, if I take the move too high um, and I try it like on one of the purple belts or brown belts and I miss it, and then if I go again and I miss it again, then I'll regress it, you know, just so I can get that positive feedback. And every time that I, you know, I hit it a couple more times, it just gets a little bit smoother, you know. I get a little bit better at the movement every time I get that positive rep, every time I get that positive um, outcome. And so, Recently, um, you know, I've been working on this movement for the past couple of months, probably the past three months. And the last training session I did, I actually hit it on one of my toughest training partners at 10th Planet Decatur. I was just super happy with it. Like I tried this move on him for the past couple of months and, you know, just here and there, you know, I'd try it, wouldn't work, try it, wouldn't work. And I finally got it to work and I almost got it to make it work twice. And so I'm super pumped up, uh, pumped up about my progress with this movement. And man, I, just take that strategy. Just trust me, please. If you take this strategy of regressing and progressing, right? Like I'm going to take this movement and if I need to regress it and go against guys that are less skilled, well, that's what I need to do. But if I'm hitting it regularly on these guys, well, now I need to progress it up and move it up against guys with better skill level. And you'll find that your confidence goes through the roof and your, your results go through the roof if you just take that strategy um, and, you know, you can use this with anything, you know, that's how I use it with Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, but the same thing, you know, if I'm working on a 20 rep dumbbell bench press max, you know, um, there was a time I really wanted to hit my body weight. So 80 pound dumbbells at one, you know, 160 pounds for 20 reps. And, you know, I started with 55 pound dumbbells and I just worked my way up, worked my way up. I got to 70. I did 70 for 16 reps, 17 reps. And I hit 20 reps, did 75, same thing, 16, 17, 18, then hit 20 reps. Well, did the same thing with 80 pounds. And what I'll find is, is like I've went away from the bench press. So I did end up doing the 80 pound dumbbells for 20 reps. But recently I went back and uh, actually last week I hadn't bench pressed for a couple of months. Um, but last week I did a bit, uh, benching session and I took the 80 pound dumbbells and I only got 15 reps because I haven't been working that movement very much. So what am I going to do? I'm not going to just keep trying to do the 80 reps. I'm going to regress um, to the 70 pound dumbbells and hit that for a set of 20 or work my way to a set of 20 and then I'll bump up to 75 and then I'll bump up into 80 and then maybe I'll even start to work on 85 and that's how I really see the best results in you know any aspect of my life as I use this strategy to get the results that I want and I stay positive when you stay positive it makes you want to go and do those sessions more than if you're going in with that negative mindset I mean I've just seen guys over the years when they start to get negative and down on themselves they kind of walk around they're all mopey like oh I'm not getting any better I still I know I train jiu-jitsu twice a week and I still suck. I'm probably the worst blue belt in the world. I'm probably the, you know, what am I even doing here? You are going to see such slow progress. I don't care how talented or how much athleticism you have. Once that mindset starts to become negative, you really do just throw everything off and your progress is going to be very, very hard to come by. So really, please, got to say this one more time. Heed what I've said today. I want to help you guys. <laughs> Please, 
use this strategy to become the best version of yourself, whether it's in grappling or any other aspect of your life. Hopefully, I'm going to have a couple of really awesome guests. I've already asked Keith Krikorian. I already mentioned he's the number six grappler in the world at 145. He's agreed to do a podcast with me. Keith, man, he is so good. Definitely a guy. I've taken a few moves. I've actually learned like three things just watching his competition footage over the years, like three really important aspects of my game from Keith, just watching Keith compete. So I'm really looking forward to picking his brain this week and getting him on the podcast. So look out for a couple of really cool interviews. I'm going to try and get at least one of the Freak Brothers, either Geo or Boogie, on the podcast. Until next time, guys, peace.